on the cusp of the rodeo. We will be down in Arcadia, Florida tomorrow, getting set up for the Arcadia Rodeo. They call it the granddaddy of them all. It's one of the oldest rodeos here in Florida. It actually might be the oldest. I need to double check that. But we're playing down there Saturday, 4 p.m. to 5.45 p.m. before the rodeo. And then we're playing Sunday, 10 a.m. until 11.45 a.m. And after that, we're going to be tearing down and cutting out of there and driving Sunday, Monday to Nashville. Tuesday, we get up, we leave Nashville, and we drive all the way to Livingston, Montana for Friday night where we have a private concert. (laughs) Isn't that nuts? I mean, I'm like, have we ever heard of an airplane? Like, maybe we should check that out for once. But, hey... We're sponsored by Music Ranch Montana. They want us to bring the truck and the rig, so we're going up there for that reason. So um, we're all over the place. Just a few weeks ago, we were in New York, and uh, we were last weekend, we played in Apopka, Florida, which is up around Orlando, and we played New Smyrna Beach. We played two bars at New Smyrna Beach. Ironically, the cool thing about playing those bars in New Smyrna, that came because about four years ago, my wife and I were standing in line at the Station Inn, Bluegrass Music Venue, in the Gulch of Nashville, Tennessee. We were fixing to watch Darren and Brooke Aldridge, and so we're standing there, we're waiting on on the doors to open. We're standing next to this lady, and next thing you know, we get to talking. She's from Florida. She finds out we play music, and she gives us her card. About a year or two, maybe two years later, I end up letting her know because she said, let me know if you come to Florida because I own a bar or I'm a manager of a bar. And sure enough, she got us a gig there in New Smyrna. Then she got us another one. And we have ended up playing four or five shows as a result of just talking to this lady standing in line. And she's now talking about hiring us to come down for a songwriter festival next year that she's hosting. On top of that, her son-in-law is a great, country music songwriter artist named reed foley uh look him up on spotify reed foley this guy is putting out some great music he does a lot of kind of modern country songs but man he's just got incredible songwriting got a great voice great uh you know great on stage uh persona i would say but it's just who he is i mean it's all it is um but he he married this lady's daughter this lady who hires us to play these shows um He's in her family, and he's doing really well. So he comes to Nashville, and he writes pretty regularly. And this last trip, he said he wants to set up a write with Amy and I next time he comes to town. So I guess what's wild about that is just one conversation standing in line in Nashville has led to a a bunch of opportunities. So the rodeo came because back... A couple years ago, I had COVID, and I was stuck in bed, and I decided it'd be really fun to play rodeos, and maybe we could make some money there. Maybe that's a, a world that we haven't gotten into yet. So I just looked down in Florida. I knew we wanted to go down to Florida and do some shows, and I looked up the Arcadia Rodeo. It, it was Actually, I just looked up rodeos, and one of the first ones that came up was Arcadia. And I called the number, laying in bed with COVID. Lady answered, And I just threw out my pitch real quick, my little elevator pitch of what I was calling for. Maybe y'all would like some music in your parking lot or something before the show or whatever. 
And she goes, that's really interesting. And from there, she booked us. And we've played there. This is our fourth time playing this rodeo. It's just like, man. Now, I've called some people, you know, five times and got nowhere. Or you just finally quit calling them. You know, you make 200 calls and 199 of them don't go anywhere. You know, it's just that day I picked up the first phone call I made. She answered and, and booked us. Um, so it's just amazing how one conversation, one phone call, just get off your butt and do it. That's what I found out about myself. I just look in the mirror and I go, you know, those evenings where I want to just stay at the house, it'd be nice to go to a show. It'd be nice to go downtown to Nashville and see my friends play or do this or that. But I think I'm just going to hang out here. What have I missed in my life by doing that? It's it's no telling. One funny thing about the rodeo, yeah, I think of myself as yeah, I I can I can be kind of a manly guy, you know. I, I I like John Wayne and I drive a big truck when I'm pulling a big rig. It, well, I mean, it, it's music ranches, they own it. But you know what I'm saying? I I could be a I could be a tough guy. I got boots. Get cowboy boots. I go to the rodeo. I play rodeo songs, and you get around these rodeo guys. They're patriotic. They're chewing tobacco. They're just strong, man. They're out there tackling cows. It's crazy the stuff they're doing down there. It's just crazy. And I get around them, and I start kind of thinking I'm kind of like them. You know, well, I kind of I travel from town to town just like they do. We're parked out here in the RV next to them. But one night, Amy sent me out to walk the dog. And she's got, you got to understand, we got two dogs. We have one that we rescued. He's like a little uh, schnauzer. Or no, he ain't a schnauzer. He's like a little wiener dog. I don't forgot what that's called. But <laughs> I don't remember what. His name's Flash. That's all I can tell you. He's a mutt. So we've had him a while. But my mother-in-law had this, some kind of dog. I don't, I don't even know. Cavapoo. Charles Cavalier, some kind of fancy, I mean, she's selling these things, making money that could pay two mortgages, you know, from one pup. But she gave us one, and that was very sweet of her. The kids love this dog. Amy loves this dog. But, man, it's a whole different kind of thing. You know, this dog, it's it's uh, something allergenic. You know, it, you don't never sneeze around. That's what it means. You know, it doesn't shed. I don't know how you got a dog that doesn't shed. It's like having a tree that doesn't never the leaves don't ever turn on it. Is, is that a robot? What is that dog? And then on top of that, this thing, they named it Honey. They go, Honey. And that the problem with naming this dog Honey is that's what I call my daughter. I say, hey, Honey. Good morning, Honey. Now the dang dog comes running, jumping and licking. I'm like, I'm not talking to you. Get, get, get out of here. So that now I had to change up how I talk to my daughter after years because the dog got named what I call her half the time. So it, I, I thought that was a terrible idea from the start. And then on top of that, apparently this dog's hair will just grow and grow. And and so they got to go take it to the dog salon. I mean, I this beats all I ever saw. Paying this woman just an ungodly amount of money to trim this, this little dog, little frou-frou little dog. And that's how they talk to it. You know, they can't just say, hey, how's it going, honey? No, it's, hey, honey, how's it going, honey? Have you ever noticed, isn't that weird how 
babies and dogs do that to people. It's just, oh, I just can't talk now. It's just so cute. It's a little thing. I just, I have no vocabulary. I'm just sounding so stupid. Doesn't matter. You're so cute. I, I don't get it. So, honey is is needing to be walked. I'm down here at the rodeo, and Amy says, can you walk honey? All right, I'm kind of grumbling about it. I'll go walk, I'll get the dog, and snap the daggum leash on her, you know, okay. And Amy's like, don't forget the poop bag. Oh, the poop bag, you gotta be kidding. So I go outside, and I'm standing there walking honey. Honey. And she's got a fresh cut, you know, little poodle-looking thing. And she's real little, too. And and so she's looking all fancy in her pink collar. And the leash is pink. And the poo bag is pink. And there's about three or four cowboys, rodeo guys over there with cowboy hats on. Wrangler jeans. A charred backer in their mouth. Looking at me, they're over there cussing and scratching and doing what men ought to be doing. And I'm over here walking this dumb dog with a pink leash and a pink collar, freshly cut from the dog salon with my pink poop bag, of all things. And their horse that they're standing next to just takes a big old dump right next to them. You know what they did? They just kicked it with their boots. Ah, just kick it. I mean, just for fun. They didn't even have to. I'm over here cleaning. Oh, honey, you poop. Good girl. You're pooping right there. It's a good girl. You know, it's so stupid. I felt like an idiot. Completely emasculated. So I brought the dog back in. I said, I ain't never walking it again. You walk, you walk a stupid dog yourself. I didn't say any of that. but um, So those cowboys, they and that's the thing. They don't really talk to me. I, I kind of like, well... If I'm walking over to where we're playing and I happen to get in line with them, you know, like kind of catch up with them, like you're walking down, the cool kids are walking down the hallway at school and you just kind of catch up with them. Hey, hey, fellas, how's it going, boys? Because, uh, man, I tell you what, man, you had a good ride there today. Are you excited about the rodeo and the show coming out? Hey, where were you last week? We were in Tulsa, huh? Boy, I tell you what, that's a long trip in Tulsa. You know, I'm that nerdy guy, you know, falling around. And they treat me like it, you know. They just kind of ignore me. Just like, oh, is that right? Yeah, all right. You know. And they all got like, you know, some of them got their arms in casts and stuff. I mean, these guys get thrown and they get their arm in a cast. They take the cast off and go right again. I mean, these are real men, I'll tell you. These are the guys that are going to save America. They don't have men like this everywhere. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, we're playing the rodeo this weekend. And then we're going to move on to Montana after that. So there's two other things i wanted to hit uh we are on the cusp all right here we go drum roll ladies and gentlemen adam and amy pope have not been nominated for a grammy just yet all right so yeah that's an announcement i need to make so some folks have been texting me and messaging me and they think we have done made it famous y'all have hit it big i mean i'm getting messages Good gosh, you gotta be kidding me. You got on a you got a Grammy nomination. Like hold hold your horses. Alright. Little rodeo reference there. It says, if you read what I posted, that we are on the first ballot of the voting process. We made it there. Now I gotta tell you, that's exciting. We're really happy about it. We're thrilled. 
And what that means, and some people have said, well, what does that mean? And it's funny. Now, there's, <laughs> I have enjoyed the messages I got from people who know that we're not famous, and they go, all right, so what's the catch here? Like, I mean, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> that's been fun too. So here's the deal. Um, there's a three, uh, I guess three tiered system to this Grammy deal. And I didn't know nothing about it. All right. I still don't, but I know this much. There is, well, actually there's four, it's a four tiered system. There, there's the first part where, They've never heard of you, and nobody's ever heard of you, and you're just not anywhere on the ballot. You're not even considered. You're not nominated, and you ain't no winner. And that's been me my entire life. So that, that's that's the first category, is they don't even know you exist, and I don't know or care to ever for them to know. Well, then there is a point where I keep making music all these years, and Amy's making great music, and we made this record. With Darren Aldridge producing, I, I just recommend you look it up. Chances worth taking. Man, I'm so proud of that album. So so there's a songwriter friend of mine who loves the album and he believes in us. And he is a member of the Recording Academy. And I've discovered that the Recording Academy is the group of people who makes decisions on the behalf of the Grammys. It is... It seems to be a prestigious bunch of people. And I didn't know that I knew people that were in the Recording Academy, but apparently I do. I actually write with a songwriter who is, he's a, it's just a great dude. I love him. And I'm not going to get into saying who he is, but I will say that he, uh, it was an honored uh, thing that we were very honored to find out. He actually took the chance to put us on the ballot for consideration and that's it but it's a big step um for uh i think it was the country cd or country album and the song memories worth making and we are very honored and it is so cool so like we're on that ballot when all those producers and those people in the music industry are going through and they're voting for who should be nominated they'll see our name in these categories and that was the goal of of my songwriter friend. He said, my goal is that people get to know y'all. And that's the point. Get y'all on there. He said, no, you're, you know, this, I mean, there ain't, we ain't going to win, y'all. So that's the deal. We're not going to win. I just got a message from somebody a minute ago. They said, what can we do to help you? And I'm just like, oh, man, all you can do is if you like our music, play it. That's, that is the greatest thing you could do. And we appreciate that. And if we come to your town and you want to come see us, then come see us. If you don't want to come see us, or if you can't, then don't feel bad. Don't do it. But, um, so that's the deal with the Grammys. Um, we are not Grammy nominated. We are being considered on the ballot, maybe not being considered at all. I don't know if anybody's considering us, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, they do say that you're supposed to thank the Recording Academy for considering you and putting you on the ballot. And, well, by God, that happened. So that's what I said on, on Facebook and Instagram. They told me I was supposed to post that. So, look, I, I guess I work for them now. I'm out here posting stuff. Um, so that is exciting, and yet it's also not as big of a deal as many of you might think it is. And um, we're still very honored. Very, very honored. 
And finally, I'm going to I'm going to just go ahead and tell y'all something I did, okay? This is man, this is the stuff that I'm not supposed to say. This is what I'm not supposed to tell y'all, okay? But I'm going to do it. Because I think it's better to just be authentic and just tell people. I have wondered for years how can how do these people get big followings on Instagram and Facebook? I don't know how I mean obviously they're just popular. They're just doing something. I don't know how to do it. And maybe their music is simply just better or it's it's I don't want to say it's better but maybe it is it has a wider audience. It has more of a mainstream vibe and they can be marketed to more, you know, whatever. There's a million reasons why people get big followings. But I'll be daggum if I could ever, I couldn't figure it out for ourselves. We just can't do it. We can. There's something we ain't doing, but we ain't figured it out. So until, I, I mean, at the, up to this point, we've proven that we cannot develop a big online following. Now, if one day I've got a million followers and they go back and listen to this, um, just know uh, that this is my previous self before I figured out my life. And um, this is why it's called On the Cusp, because we ain't there yet, okay? So I decided... Um, after talking to some different people, somebody recommended one of those promotions you pay on Instagram. You pay this company or you pay this, um, this, uh, whatever this, this profile and they'll promote the heck out of you and they'll get you a bunch of people following you. They will bring you legit. I said, well, I want it to be legitimate now. I don't want fake news, fake stuff, fake news. I'm not into the fake news. I'm not into the fake followers. It's all fake, fake, fake. I'm not into that. So they said, you know, this guy I was talking to on uh, on this profile, he said, oh, I'll, I'll make sure, I will make sure that it's all very, very good and very fair. It's be very, very genuine, a genuine Instagram account followers. And I said, are you sure? And I don't remember his name. Hold on, let me look up his name. All right, I'm back. Sushel Yadiv, or Yadiv. Sushel Yadiv. I don't know where he's from, but... He ran the Tennessee <laughs> Tennessee Diaries page, okay? We promote ten we promote Tennessee businesses. That's what it sounded like when I read it, okay, in my brain. I was like, oh man, they promote Tennessee businesses and musicians to Tennesseans. I like the sound of that. And then I started talking to Sushil Vadiv. I'm Sushil. And I said, oh, yes, sir. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. They hired him a good Indian. That's what they've done. They went and got him a guy who's a tech feller. You know, them guys are real good at helping you out on your Instagram. That's what, that was what my brain told me. Okay. And I said, okay, how's it work? All you do is you pay the $60 and we'll get you posted. It will be at the peak hours. Peak hour, peak hour. Oh, boy, listen, that fella. He knows what he is a talking about. I'm here to tell you. I'm on the cusp of getting this Instagram up. We're finally going to be taken serious out there. I'm here to tell you. They're going to be a booking me right and left when they look at my page and see how many followers I have. And I'm going to show up out yonder, way out yonder in New Mexico or somewhere out yonder, and I got all them thousands of followers, and I'm going to show up and ain't going to get a one of them out to the show. But that don't matter a bit because I just need Instagram to sell it to them. Suck it to them, baby. We got followers. That's what I'm needing. So guess what? I agree. 
uh, I paid Sushel. I, I paid him I, in PayPal. Just send it to PayPal, and if you are not satisfied, I will send you your money back with your... Okay, yes, sir. So you can expect a full refund if you're unsatisfied with the results. Yes, sir. Boom. Send it. And Amy's over here. I don't know about... This just doesn't sound, like, very smart. This doesn't sound right. Well, Amy, come on. That's what business is. You got to take risk. Get out there and do it. By God, we're being considered for a Grammy. We got. I got to start spending money and investing in this thing here. So... We were Grammy nominated, if you ask at least my mama. That's what she thinks. So, um, my granny thinks we're Grammy not Okay, enough, enough of that. I'm getting sidetracked, y'all. Okay, back to the story. So, I went to bed, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. We had 325 followers. That's it. Now, to be fair, I started the, quote, Adam and Amy Pope, unquote, Instagram page. I did start it like three or four years ago. Now, my Adam Pope Music songwriter page. I don't know why that guy's more redneck. I think he is, though. Um, that page has a whole whopping 1,200 people or ish or something. Not a lot, right? But, you know, it's way more than the Adam and Amy Pope page. But it's only because it's been around for over 10 years. So here comes... Suchelle with the message. I will post in peak hours later tonight. Thank you for the payment. Okay. Friends, I woke up the next morning. And we had 4,000 followers. I mean, that's over 10 times as much as we had when I went to bed. I was like, what? Where did all these people come from? And I'm flipping through. And I'm like, I don't even know. Who, who are these people? They ain't no Tennesseans. I'll tell you that much. And I got a little queasy a little bit. And I was like, well, I mean, that, I guess that's kind of believable that we would have around 3,500, 4,000 followers. That's kind of believable. All right. All right. I guess that's how that works. And he said, you can expect to be getting messages from scammers. And so just ignore the messages from the scammers. And and I was like, why does he have to tell me that? And I, I know when I know a scammer when I daggum see it. Sue Shell. What's your name? Sushel. I am Sushel. So send the $60 and I'll post it again. Oh, yeah, Sushel. That's right. I'll do it to you. But I know a scammer when I see him a coming. And so throughout the day, I got a few more likes. But during the day, really nothing. No movement, no followers, no nothing. I was like, well, it's over. Okay. Well, I went to bed the next night. And my phone was just a buzzing, like all night long. And I was like, man, I got to turn on some white noise in this room. So I did. So I could sleep. And finally, I still couldn't sleep at 4.30. Phone just gone. I'm like, what is going on? I grabbed it. And I'm like, it's like thousands of notifications flying in every second. I'm going, what in the world? And I looked at my phone. I go to Instagram. 15,000 followers. What? I mean, 15,000, you know how many people that is? I ain't never seen that many people except that time I was at the football game. And I saw them out there in the in the stands. And I just went, 15,000? And I start looking, and it's just one funny name after another. 
and these women, Lord have mercy, they shouldn't be posting in pictures and they're doing things that make make my mama blush. I mean, I'm sitting here going, and there's there's guys that standing there grinning fun. I mean, like, what is it? What are these profiles? Who are these people? And they got four followers and they followed 22,000 people. I'm like, hold on. And I'll look at the next one. Three followers. Look, here's the deal, friends. You know what's going on. Fake news. That's exactly what this is. This is all fake, 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 fake followers. And I got mad. I said, Sue Sheldon sent me a bunch of fake people. Bots or robots is what they are. So I sent him a message. I said, hey, Sue Shell. I'm not happy at all with this. I've got 15,000 people that don't look like real people. This is fake. This is illegitimate. I'm done with it. I'll just tell you I'm done. I can't do Trump. I don't know why I'm trying. And the guy just finally comes back. He says, oh, this is your page. He doesn't even acknowledge what I said, y'all. He goes, oh, your page looks very refreshed. And it looks very, very good. And he reminded me of the guy on Seinfeld. You know, the, uh, Babu. Jerry, you're very, very bad man. You're very, very bad man. Like, this guy was the opposite. He was like, oh, it looks very, very good. Your page is very refreshed. Your business will be booming. You have new engagement. Engagement? I don't even know. I, none of these people are real, man. I, I was like, I'm not getting any comments except from them scammer people. Like, you are one. I accused him of it. I told him he was a scammer to his face on Facebook. Well, Instagram. And he goes, uh, he goes, give it three or four days and you'll have way more engagement. You'll just keep, keep track with the way it's going. Keep track. Oh my gosh. And so it finally died down. But isn't it funny how it happens in the middle of the night? So friends, I have to be honest with you. I got a level. If you've made it to this far into the podcast, you're getting the truth. My Instagram is full of crap. I don't have but 325 real followers and I paid $60 for a guy to send me 15,000 fake ones. So I got to delete them all. That's 15,000 times I got to hit unfollow and follow. Now I'm not following them. So what have I got to hit? Remove. That's what it is. Remove, 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 remove. 15,000. There's got to be an app. I might have to hire Sushel. I can remove the followers for $60. All you do is send me $60 and I remove, remove every. I would pay him. I'd send him. See, I might try that, actually. I might message him and say, Sushel, if I send you $60, will you remove them all? Oh, that is no problem. I am happy to do that and refresh your page with real followers that you started with. Very much so. Yes, sir. I can do that for you. Sushel. Sushel. This is bullshit, Sushel. This is bullshit. I want to talk like him. This is bullshit. Now, if, for those of you who think I just cussed, I did not cuss. And I will tell that story on the next podcast. Where did I come up with, this is bullshit? I said, sheet. You hear me? All right. Don't accuse me. Well, you accuse me of whatever you want. I don't care. You can accuse me of having fake followers. It's true. You can accuse me of not being nominated for a Grammy. That's true, too. I ain't. 
So I'm just here to correct everybody and straighten out the record and tell them I ain't on the cusp of nothing but hit and remove for the next 15,000... 000... Ah!